You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. If you want to save 25% off of an awesome prenatal vitamin that has the form of folate that, in my research, I've found to be ideal, plus it has omega-3s and DHA, so you're going to be knocking out both of those requirements in just one vitamin. I'll put a link to the vitamins with the promo code in the show notes, and it's also on the resources page of the website. Last week, we talked about pacifiers. And we went through quite a bit of research on pacifiers and how it can affect things like breastfeeding, sleeping, decreasing the risk of SIDS. Not every parent chooses to give their child a pacifier. If you missed that episode, you can go back and listen to episode 84. This week, I am talking about drinking tea during pregnancy. A few listeners have reached out to me asking about what teas are safe. And I know from doing my own research that it's really confusing online when you're trying to figure this stuff out. So this episode is going to dig through some research and evidence and really get to the bottom of what teas are ideal and safest to be drinking during your pregnancy. Tea first originated in China, and this has been around for thousands of years. The earliest evidence that we have found dates back to the 2nd century B.C. Tea has been used for medicinal purposes for ages and is used in pretty much every culture in the world. There are four basic kinds of tea that come from the leaves of the Camellia sinensis shrub. The difference between these different types of tea come from how the leaves are processed, and the biggest influence on the final product is going to come from the amount of oxidation of the leaves. Think about when you cut open an apple and those slices are going to start to turn brown. That's oxidation. If you cut open an apple and bake it right away, the heat stops that oxidation process and it doesn't turn brown. It's the same with tea leaves. At some point in the processing, they are heated to stop the oxidation process. And that oxidation process is going to happen more quickly when leaves are rolled, cut, or crushed. So the main different types of tea made from tea leaves are white, green, oolong, and black tea. There's also some other components in tea. This includes polyphenols or flavonoids, which are antioxidants. These are in higher concentrations in teas that are not oxidized, so they're going to be higher in white and green teas. I'm sure that you have heard about the antioxidant properties of green tea. There's also some other stimulants that are related to caffeine like theobromine, and these are in really small amounts, but they do things like help relax smooth muscles so it can make breathing easier, they can stimulate your heart and improve blood flow. Tea leaves also concentrate fluoride from the air and soil, so most teas do contain fluoride. There was a study that looked at heavy metals in teas. And they took 30 different teas that were just available from the supermarket and tested them for heavy metals. What they found was that about 83% of the teas had lead levels above acceptable limits for reproductive health when consuming four cups of tea daily. All teas had significant levels of aluminum. Teas contained arsenic and cadmium, although those levels were below acceptable standards. 
They found that steeping tea for longer than three minutes increased the levels of these contaminants by 10 to 50 percent. And something to keep in mind when we're talking about these types of contaminants is the toxic load over time. The half-life of some of these, like lead, are pretty long, so it's going to take your body a while to get it out of your system. Over time, if you're consuming really high amounts of this stuff, it's going to continue to accumulate faster than your body can get rid of it. Looking at the data from this study, organic teas didn't actually fare better. The country of origin seemed to have more influence on the levels of these metals and toxins than whether or not it was organic. I'm going to put a link to this full study in the show notes if you are interested in reading more on it. And remember that I said that 83% of teas had lead levels above acceptable limits for reproductive health when consuming four cups daily. It's doubtful that you are consuming this much tea during your pregnancy. And according to this evidence, if you are, you might want to consider cutting down. And this study also only looked at tea made from tea leaves, so it wasn't looking at herbal teas. Even if organic doesn't make a big difference with metal levels in tea, there are some other reasons that you may want to consider buying organic tea. One is that organic doesn't use any pesticides, so there's not going to be any residual pesticides in the finished product. And you should also be looking at the ingredients. Some flavored teas have additives like natural and artificial flavors. They contain genetically modified ingredients like modified cornstarch and even soy. So if you're buying organic, then you know at least that you're going to be avoiding pesticides and any GMOs. While you can still buy an organic tea that has natural flavoring, at least you would know that that's an organic ingredient. A big thing that you need to keep in mind with tea is caffeine. I did a full episode on caffeine that answered a lot of questions like, can you consume caffeine during your pregnancy? How does it affect your baby? How much is okay? And that episode went into all of the details on caffeine and pregnancy and what the research says about caffeine consumption when you're pregnant. That was episode 51, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. In that episode, we talked about the recommended limit for caffeine consumption for pregnant or breastfeeding women being conservatively around 200 milligrams per day. I have seen some higher estimates, but to be on the safe side, we pretty much talked in terms of 200 milligrams. That was also the threshold that most studies used when looking at caffeine in pregnancy. So what does 200 milligrams of caffeine mean in terms of tea? An 8-ounce cup of black tea has between 14 to 70 milligrams, and green tea has even less, with about 25 to 45 milligrams. Decaf tea isn't 100% caffeine-free, and it still has a tiny amount of caffeine, less than 2 milligrams per cup, which is pretty negligible. When I was doing research for this episode, I read about decaffeinating your own tea by steeping it for 30 seconds and then dumping the water out and refilling your cup with hot water again. The theory behind this is that the majority of caffeine is released into the water within the first 30 seconds of steeping. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any evidence on this as far as a research study. There seems to be a consensus that some of the caffeine is removed with this method, but how much? I have no idea. 
If there is a tea that you really like that has caffeine and you want to cut some of the caffeine out, you are welcome to try this method. Just know that you aren't entirely decaffeinating it and some unknown amount of caffeine will still remain. There are other kinds of teas that are not made from tea leaves, and these are naturally caffeine-free. This includes herbal teas because they're made from herbs, berries, fruit, flowers, or seeds. Also, rooibos tea, which is sometimes known as red tea, is also caffeine-free because that comes from the rooibos plant and not tea leaves. When we're talking about what teas and herbs are safe during pregnancy, there really isn't one solid agreed-upon list. And I know that it can be overwhelming to read through lists of dozens of things that you should avoid, especially when lists on different websites don't match up. And one website's going to tell you that a specific tea is safe, and then another one's going to tell you that you should avoid it. Some sources say that herbal teas should be avoided altogether because there's little data on the effects of herbs on developing babies. I sifted through so many sources, articles, blog posts, and a ton of research. And there is one other concern that I wanted to talk about, and that is green tea. One of the antioxidants in green tea has been found to inhibit part of the process that your body goes through to convert folic acid into a usable form of folate. The specific process that this affects is the dihydrofolate reductase. There are studies that show that a high consumption of green tea has an inverse relationship with circulating folate levels because it's inhibiting your body's process to convert folic acid to folate. An interesting thought that I had about this is that if you're taking a prenatal with methyl tetrahydrofolate, which is the form of folate that I recommend, I'm not sure if green tea would have the same effect as far as lowering levels of circulating folate. With folic acid, green tea is affecting the process before it's converted to that methyl tetrahydrofolate. So this could be one other reason that you might want to opt for a prenatal that has that active form of folate rather than folic acid. I'll put a link to a study on this in the show notes if you want to read more on that. The list of teas to avoid or limit during pregnancy are long, and they don't all agree. But I am going to run through some of these just so that if you are regularly drinking tea with this ingredient, you should probably look more into it. This includes St. John's Wort, Don Quai, Ginseng, Yarrow, Penny Royale, Ephedra, Licorice Root, European Mistletoe, Golden Seal, Hibiscus, Whorehound, Kava, Labrador, Lemongrass, Alfalfa, Black or Blue Cohosh, Comfrey, Rosemary, Marjoram, and Oregano. I could probably keep searching and keep adding to this list. Some herbs and teas have a risk of causing uterine contractions or some other contraindication to consuming them while you're pregnant. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a full list that also includes the reason why each should be avoided which I always prefer getting reasons behind things rather than just somebody telling you not to consume it. There are a few things on this list like cinnamon and oregano. And as a seasoning, cinnamon and oregano are perfectly fine, but you should likely avoid drinking cinnamon tea or oregano tea, which 
I didn't even know was a thing. Most of the herbs on this list aren't in teas that you would be consuming a lot of. A couple exceptions to this are chamomile or kava, which are commonly used in teas, and it's thought that they can induce uterine contractions. But I'll put a link in the show notes of those herbs that you should avoid during pregnancy. Rather than going around in circles with the list of teas and herbs that's questionable, it would probably be a lot easier to talk about the ones that are thought to be the safest. And I will put a list of these safe teas to drink during pregnancy in the show notes. Those are at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash episode 85. There are teas that are marketed as pregnancy teas. There's two that I really like. One is organic pregnancy tea from traditional medicinals, and the other is the mother-to-be tea from Yogi, and I will put links to both of those in the show notes. Ginger tea can be really good for nausea. It can also aid in digestion. A systematic review did find that ginger helped with nausea, and I'm going to link to that review in the show notes if you want to read more on it. This review included many studies, and not all were looking specifically at ginger tea. Some included another form of ingesting ginger, like capsules or even eating it raw. But overall, there is evidence that ginger can help with nausea. Peppermint tea is another tea that is widely accepted to be safe during pregnancy, and that can also help with nausea. Raspberry leaf tea is a very popular tea during pregnancy. It's recommended that you wait until the second trimester to drink this, and it's thought to help tone your uterus. This is also thought of as a natural way to induce labor, and I did dig into the research on this in the Inducing Labor Naturally episode. That was episode 21, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Dandelion tea can be really beneficial for your liver. I talked about that last week in the Q&A episode on pups. Rooibos tea is naturally caffeine-free, and that could be a good option to drink during pregnancy. And one other one is lemon balm. And lemon balm tea tends to have a calming effect, and it may help with insomnia or anxiety. So I know that this safe list of teas to drink during pregnancy is short, but I would rather have a solid list that is short than give you a really long list full of a lot of questions. If you are getting bored with your short options of tea, you can try a different variation of it. You know, teas can be hot, they can be iced. You could add things like lemon or honey or a splash of milk. You can go half tea, half lemonade. Ultimately, you know that the very best thing to be drinking during your pregnancy is water. But teas can be a good alternative to drinks like sugary sodas that you should probably be avoiding. If you are consuming a specific kind of tea regularly, it's always a good idea to run it by your doctor or midwife. And if you have any questions about the safety of a particular tea, definitely bring that up with your care provider. To recap today's episode, we talked about caffeine in tea, other elements like antioxidants and stimulants. We talked about heavy metals in tea. We went through a list of teas and herbs that you want to limit and avoid. And we also went through a list of teas that are recognized as the safest to drink during your pregnancy. 
I want to thank you for tuning into the pregnancy podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful and it clears up some of the confusion on which teas are safe to drink during pregnancy. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can find notes and resources for this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash episode 85. You can find me on Twitter at PregPodcast or Pregnancy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also join the Pregnancy Podcast community on Facebook. And don't forget, if you want to save 25% off a really high-quality prenatal vitamin that also has DHA, go to the show notes or the resources page of the Pregnancy Podcast website and check out that prenatal vitamin. And you'll also find a promo code that you can use to get 25% off.